Good afternoon, everybody. This is Rolling with Aaron, my not-so-serious podcast. I hope you guys out in listener land are having a great day. We're actually getting some sunshine today. I'm so excited and energized to actually observe that there is not snow on the ground. I love it because I have to go out tonight, and for once I don't have to worry about will I or won't I get through the snow... Is it going to be driving trouble? Oh, thank goodness that we're getting a break. It's almost Valentine's Day. And I hope you guys have nice plans, whether it's dinner out or date night or something tomorrow. Me, I think I'm just going to eat some chocolate and call it a day. And maybe just do a special treat. I'm not big into romance, but I can still use that as an excuse to have fun and enjoy myself a little bit tomorrow. Well, I wanted to talk to you about Braille, which, yeah, it's a laugh thing, because I've done podcasts before on Braille. It's a big part of my life. Um, Not so much for everybody, because the mainstream is print reading, but last month was Braille Literacy Month, which I thought was pretty cool, and it's a big, important thing to me, because, and I've said this before on earlier podcasts, Not enough blind people read Braille. I think the statistic I read somewhere was like 10%, which it's kind of scary to me. Reading is something I take for granted. And even though I do listen to a lot of audiobooks, and I do the easy cheaty thing, and it takes less time, I still am so grateful that I can read Even if it's Braille, even if it's not the same code as everybody, I'm still reading, and I can't tell you how many great things it has done for me in my life. Whether it's looking at a recipe, or Braille helping me out in a job situation, or Braille helping me out in college. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. So I've started to see in the last couple of years big push in the blindness world to promote Braille literacy. That excites me because that's something I, Braille is something I don't want to see go away. It would really disturb and frighten me if that actually went away. Even with the technology that's out there, even with alternatives, it's really that kind of a substitution just isn't enough. And so to that end, I heard about a program a couple months ago where they were looking for Braille mentors. And I signed up, and so I'm really excited about this. I went to the training on Saturday. And what it is, they are doing a teaching campaign, I want to say. I don't know if that's the right word, but they are going to four cities, major cities in our state, and they're launching a instruction program. Uh, the agencies that are helping put this together are Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, and they're an employment uh, agency that work with people with disabilities to help them toward uh, jobs and such, and the other agency that is on board with this is National Federation of the Blind. So I was excited. So what they're doing is they have people who are going to be teaching adults with vision loss who need to learn Braille. 
and who kind of need a fresh start and, so to speak, a tool, a new tool in their toolbox, which Braille really does provide in a lot of ways. But they were looking for mentors to help continue that process. A mentor who could encourage and keep assisting with the teaching process. So several of us from all over the state went to a training and learned about techniques that we would be using. And we got our books that we're going to be using to help teach and uh, promote the Braille literacy aside alongside the teachers. And it was exciting to, to talk to other blind people to talk about Braille techniques. It was really exciting to get our books and see what the new readers look like. It, it was just kind of fun. It's going to be kind of interesting because we're going to be contacting the different students from the cities remotely. But, you know, it's still going to be a neat thing because we'll be able to have that connection online or FaceTime. And even though we're not going to be next to them, we'll still be able to guide them through the practices. And hopefully, but for me, you know, provide the encouragement the people will need to keep going with it. So they don't get discouraged, don't give up, don't want to stop. And because this is something I'm so passionate about, I'm really excited to be working alongside some awesome, awesome people in this project. And now we get to a subject that kind of interests me. Something new that has happened in the Braille world that has got a lot of people feeling topsy-turvy, including me. Back in about 2012, an organization called the Braille Authority of North America, or the BANA, developed a new, a quote, new and improved code for Braille called Unified English Braille. So it had some slight changes and slight differences and updates to the code that we've had forever and ever and ever. Well, last year, this new code called Unified English Braille, or shortened to UEB, went into effect. So basically, we went from having one way to this new code, which was a bit of a shocker to me when I first heard about it. I think that it was in the works for a couple years, and people told me, they said, well, if you were reading the newsletters from... Uh, various and sundry places you'd heard about, I said, well, you know, when I get up in the morning and have my coffee, those aren't my sources I go to for news. I look online at my, uh, you know, Washington Post or CNN or, and figure out what's going on in the world. It did not occur to me to look and see what was going on in uh, the Braille world. Maybe I should have, but it just didn't occur to me to do. Then in about last year, I started hearing talk. And did you hear about the new code that's going on? This is what everybody's going to have to do. And I said, what? Well, so I started learning about it. And I took a course 
from the Hadley School for the Blind, which is a long-distance learning course, so that I could learn how to use it. Because I tutor Braille, so this is kind of important and it's a biggie. Everybody has to learn how to do it. Well, it's not so bad in some ways. There are some differences. There are certain symbols that they drop. There are slight ways that they write things differently. And there are things that they've done to make it easier to write as per technology and computers and stuff. So say you're writing the an internet address for something, or you're writing a website, or you're writing out some somebody's Facebook page website, or whatever. It's easier to do that and just use regular old literary braille with the way it's set up. Well, I won't get into too much details to confuse people, other than to say that it's not as drastic as I thought, but there are some changes. So in the long run, what this new code does is clarify some of the written symbols and uh, give more concise uh, give more concise denotations for certain things and makes things a little less ambiguous and it also makes it easier for technological slash computer braille to be integrated right into literary braille and it also kind of aligns itself to what might be going on in a print text, if that makes any sense. I mean, print and Braille are totally two different things. But for example, say in print, if you have something in boldface, there's now a symbol that'll denote that in Braille very clearly, as opposed to a symbol previously in Braille that stood for italics, that stood for boldface, and you didn't quite know If there's an underscore in an email, it can be written more clearly. If there's a hashtag for Twitter, there's a symbol for that. You know, so some things are really great, and it makes a lot of sense. I think that what got a lot of people is we all felt like, you know, we'd been doing it one way for some of us 30 years. You know, like me, I learned Braille since the age of three And some of us who were born, you know, blind or learned Braille really young, we had that experience where we've learned and learned a concept and had it ingrained in us. And all of a sudden, now we have to do it brand new, at least, well, if not drastically different, at least in an updated form. So there are some concepts that we have to relearn. So I think that kind of irritated a lot of people, even though we know that it's for the greater good, ultimately. But, you know, I wonder, because the thing that that I worry about is, you know, they'll they'll print all new texts in this new unified Braille, but they really aren't going to reprint everything that's been made before. So it boils down to people having to know and be familiar with two codes now, and I think that's a little crazy, Uh, you know. When I'm teaching people, you know, I'm not going to really go into that with people. We'll all, you know, teach the new unified English Braille. And, you know, people will 
learn it that way, but I think it's kind of the transition is is just a weird, weird time in the Braille world. So I don't know if there are any blind listeners out there right now. You can weigh in on, do you love it? Do you hate it? What do you think? What are the ups and downs to it? You know, I don't know. Or if anybody has a Braille question, wants to call it in, just hit me up. But it's just kind of interesting. It's something that I wanted to bring up because, you know, getting together with, um, with other blind people, it was funny and kind of interesting to have that sounding board and hearing these ideas being bounced around and, you know, us talking about this and discussing the transition and what it exactly means. Those are my thoughts of the day. I don't really have any other things to report. Um, Just funny things that go on in the blindness world of Aaron. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day coming up. I will be back with more stories later. This has been Rolling with Aaron, my not-so-serious podcast. Night-night, guys.